0: Welcome back to When Bad Things Happen to Good People, a podcast about censorship and the arts. My name is Todd Sullivan. And joining me, as always, is Peter Rahman. Hello, hello. And today we are talking about a film that is 50 years old this year William Peter Blatty's The Exorcist.
1: uh this was a good one
0: this is um yeah i think
1: think we need to start by telling everyone about how we watched this movie because it was it was it wasn't just sitting at home kind of you know downloading it or whatever this was an experience
0: yeah the um here in kamloops we have uh, an organization here called the Kamloops film society and they are responsible for bringing in um, different films over the course of the year they're responsible for Uh, The Kamloops Film Festival that happens every year, Uh, the Kamloops um, Kamloops Independent Short Short Film Festival, which is for local filmmakers to submit uh, films under five minutes. So all kinds of cool film stuff going on. And then quite often they partner up with um, a podcast, a horror movie and heavy metal podcast called uh, Drunk in a Graveyard uh, out of Kamloops. And put on cool events with um, horror movies, um, a lot of classic horror movies from the past. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as a, uh, as a grown man, I've been able to see a bunch of the horror films that I grew up only on VHS yeah. uh, and see them on the big screen. So I've been able to see Night of the Living Dead, uh, The Shining, The Thing. Um, and not have to rewind them after not have to rewind them <laughs> after I could just walk walk away they could just drop my my garbage in the in the garbage and walk away and then yeah they just screened um, the exorcist for its 50th anniversary mm-hmm. but
1: it, it, I think the, the neat thing is all the kind of, little side things that went along with it. They had some, some cupcakes with vomit green icing and they had the, the communion at the start of the movie where they passed out the little, you know, wafer, little wafer and grape 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 juice juice and And they were gathering
0: um, um, confessions. Yeah, that's right. Everyone had to write down their, uh, their greatest or their darkest confession. And there was a, there was a competition at the end for for the best uh, best confession, and they had uh, people were encouraged to come in costumes. So yeah, yeah. I arrived with my my kid and myself, both in costume. My kid, somewhat grudgingly, <laughs> in costume, encouraged to dress up by my ex. Who once they found out there was costumes involved, my ex was not going to let them go without participating. Right, yeah. So they found this old um, underdress, which looks very much like a nightgown. That's right. Yeah. And my ex just glopped green vomit so all style paint vomit. Vomit. all over the front of it and uh i got myself a priest outfit via um uh, spirit halloween and uh i dragged them up on stage as part of the costume competition i think like we didn't win they only had two prizes i think if there was um a third prize there was a chance we might have been yeah you guys
1: were were up near the top as far as applause that's what so, i thought yeah, too
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. um they, they they were doing it based on applause Uh, and I think we were, we were in the top three or four as far as applause went. So, Mm -hmm. um, but the, 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 the costume wearers that one, they were amazing. They had somebody dressed as like Reagan's bed.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was (laughs) so that was quite, and and not only that, but like when they took the bed part off, they were wearing pajamas underneath. Yeah. 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 yeah, It was, it was really, really well done. Really well
0: done. Once you, once you get like multiple people involved in your costume and like one person dressed as a prop. Yeah. Um yeah, you're you're doing stuff right.
1: So, needless to say, it was quite the quite the experience. Um, you know, prefaced with uh, people dressed as, as nuns and sisters and, and all that kind of stuff, leading right into this movie. Really great way to experience it after uh, fifty years.
0: Yeah, and this isn't the um, this wasn't the original they played. It's the one that they call the version you've never seen, which isn't true because I have seen it at least once before right. it was yeah. originally released. But um, essentially,
1: the director's cut. I, yeah, I don't.
0: I, I try not to call a film a director's cut unless it is literally called a director's cut because quite often extended versions of films aren't always the director's director's cut. It's not always what the director wanted. Sometimes it is an excuse for the studio to jam in scenes that were cut because the director wanted them out. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think this is pretty close to a director's cut. I think the things they put back in were things that um, William Friedkin wanted in the film originally? He he yeah, wanted I know that longer ending.
1: It's been referred to as the director's cut online, so I, I would imagine that that's not coming from a place of uh, you know people saying that the studio has jammed all this stuff in there. So
0: yeah, yeah. But I mean, at the same time, um, I I think there's probably a reason why he he himself didn't you know have it referred to as a as a director's cut. And mm-hmm. yeah, although that that could also be a marketing reason. The version um, the, you
1: never seen is quite a quite a good marketing uh, tagline for it's, sure. It's
0: it's too much of a mouthful, I think. Just call it, I don't know. The ex the the, the Exorcist extra.
1: The extended cyst. No, <laughs> the extended cyst. There we go. Well, I I think uh, you know there's a lot of uh, you know religious communities that would have been uh, up in arms about this. Um, Movie, it certainly has a lot of um, I think hard to take, uh, you know, kind of symbolism or, or stuff uh, around the church, um, and how the church maybe kind of operates or doesn't operate. Mm. So, you know, certainly there's some around that, but I, I think you know, uh, I was reading a little bit about uh, you know, it had a very limited release, uh, originally, yeah. originally came out, um, to sold out crowds, but I think the you know, the fact that people were fainting and vomiting in the, in the theaters, maybe that uh, that also played into it, just like the physical reactions, uh, you know, of the initial audiences.
0: Yeah. And that's another funny thing, too, because I, I remember hearing those stories and um, I, I don't know how often it happened. Part of me feels like it probably happened less than people. Oh, think.
1: that that would have been something exaggerated. At exactly. The like yeah, the producers sure. and directors yeah. would
0: have been talking that up as a as a for promotional sure. tool. Um, and w-
1: that's how they got us into Blair Witch, right? <laughs> right.
0: Well, that was because we were all supposed to think that those, those people were real and were actually missing. Oh, that's that, right. that was a yeah. fun marketing scheme. Um, so I guess for people who haven't seen the exorcist, should we run over the basic plot of it? Yeah. Well, I mean, if there's and, anyone if, left if who hasn't, hasn't seen this movie, if or, there's
1: anything else, uh, you know, that you can recall about why it was banned. Um,
0: so as far as that goes, um, I've got a, a Yahoo news article up about it, um, So the Catholic Church were not happy with the release of The Exorcist, and its release led to them citing the film was unsuitable for a wide audience, and there were calls for the film to be banned. However, the film's director stated that not everyone in the church had denounced the film, saying most of the people at the highest levels of the church accepted it totally because the Roman ritual of exorcism is still in the New Testament. Following the outcry from certain sectors, the film's home sales were made illegal in Britain for a number of years, while the trailer of the film was pulled from screening in the American theaters. Okay. Uh, in 1998, the 25th anniversary of the film's release, the BBFC finally lifted the ban on home sales. So that was... That's significant That was about 25 there, yeah. years that yeah. you could not acquire the movie in Britain. Yeah. Which is interesting. The trailer remained banned in the United States. So it's the trailer that's been banned more than the film although yeah the um the film in Britain was was not available for purchase.
1: Interesting. For 25 years. Hey. Yeah.
0: That's a long ass time.
1: Yeah, wow.
0: And I you know it is still have moments I think that are shocking and have not certainly been yeah. Like I think you could you could take some of the moments out of this film and release them in a film today and it would shock people.
1: Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. There's there's definitely a few scenes that are maybe not jump scare per se, but like really shocking or, you know, of a disturbing nature. Yeah. Um, but again, it, the movie is not, I think, you know, definitely from that time in the 70s, it is not about you know, shock after shock after shock, right? It's about building up this, this atmosphere and, and playing into it and, and delivering the odd kind of moment like that uh, so that they really stand out. And yeah, it is I, more of a I, slow burn. It's yeah, sort of... Yeah, I, um... I think that holds up, right? I mean, 50 years later, it, it, it holds up uh, as far as kind of that that build up that build up and then kind of like the one payoff and you're not just hit over the head with gore and yeah. horror and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think
0: as a film overall it it stands up incredibly well. The only the only thing I could think that's like really looking remotely dated in it would be fashions and and then even yeah. then it's like they're not like crazy hippie styles that like really make it stand out as a different era. Like the fashions are pretty sedate and subdued and so yeah. you know that it doesn't seem too out of place um i remember reading that um freaking wanted to use sort of a lot of very um natural light uh not a lot of sort of spooky light although there's some spooky light in the in the bedroom mm-hmm. towards the end yeah but leading up to that it's just he wanted it to feel very ordinary mm-hmm. and just like it could be an ordinary family having this experience yeah um and that's i think part of what makes it scary is this idea of this this 12 year old girl having these things happen to her and having her do these things and the mom being absolutely desperate about like what is happening.
1: And not getting any answers either, right? Initially, like she... She is not for lack of trying, going out to visit with doctors and and all sorts of uh, consultants to try and figure out what's going on. And essentially getting nowhere because, you know, it's possession. (laughs) It does not exactly fall under the regular medical kind of doctrines. Yeah. uh, But yeah, that, that kind of happy household. And we're treated to some lovely scenes early in the movie about just how kind of nice the relationship is between the mother and daughter. Um, And, you know, we see this warm household, very loving relationship. Um, You know, it... It's it's a little different in the sense that, uh, you know, the, the mother is a, a Hollywood actress. Right. Kinda, you know, kind of a big deal. So she's able to rent this, you know, massive nice house with servants and all that kind of stuff, right? So maybe not quite the, the everyman <laughs> kind of thing there,
0: but... there There is uh, apparently speculation that the character was loosely based on Shirley MacLaine.
1: Okay, yeah. that I mean, that would fly given kind of the haircut and, and everything, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think
0: they, they've cited that, like the name McNeil oh, yeah. um, is sort of like an anagram of McLean. Yeah. So, Christie. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. That makes sense. And certainly would uh, would kind of tie that together a little bit. At, at the time, really, too, because, you know, to, to be based on kind of a female... Uh, movie star just on her own, right? No, yeah. uh, no father. The, the, husband the, 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 the relationship in, that she's in is broken down. Yeah, and he's off in Italy or something he like seems that. Seems like kind right? of a bad dad because he doesn't yeah. phone on, on Reagan's birthday. That's right. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, like you were saying, Todd, does give the sense that, you know, it, it it's just any other family kind of thing, right? Uh, and this just develops kind of out of nowhere, right? Uh, this, this possession. So that, I think, combined with using kind of the, the real rituals and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. certainly mm-hmm. drives home the, that realism point, right? And, uh, you know, I, I had a discussion with some some people at work when I was going to go watch this movie. Um, and, you know, one, one of the people I work with was saying, you know, their their husband grew up very religious, right? And essentially refused to watch the movie. And I think that's part of the, maybe the fear portion or why it, why it was kind of one of the scariest movies at the time is that... You know a lot of people that are steeped in that religious culture right right like these kind of images and events and things are are terribly frightening right that's you know the kind of the, the power of the church there whereas yeah. i think if you're you have a more secular bent then maybe not quite as shocking or, or you know as as kind of driving deep into your core right that's
0: one of the things i talked with my my kid about afterwards because um they didn't they didn't love it <laughs> they found it quite <laughs> dull <laughs> Uh, and it is it is kind of a slow burn, and it's it's a rather long movie too. It yeah. is a rather long movie, um, and one of the things that you know we sort of talked about was how it it does hit a little bit different when in, there's a part of your brain that thinks this sort of thing is possible, right? Mm-hmm. That this sort of demonic possession could happen. That's right. Yeah. Um, which you know was probably the perspective I had when I first saw it, and then the other thing too is I think this happened at a period where there was a resurgence in um, sort of occultic stories. Mm-hmm. You know, you had um, Rosemary's Baby. You had, like, the Amityville Horror around this time. Was
1: this, uh, at this period in the States, was that, was that uh, like, the Satanist uh, kind of... Uh, this
0: was know. about a decade before that. Oh, okay. The okay. whole, like, Satanic Panic was more into the uh, mid to late 80s. Oh, okay, okay. But I imagine that, to an extent, that was probably a reaction To sort of the rise and these kind of, you know, Satan-related stories that started around Mm -hmm, this time. mm -hmm. And I think what's interesting about it, too, is that it does very much take a scientific approach to Reagan's problems first. Like, it's not, you know, we immediately go to the exorcist because... Yeah, there's
1: there's a good process of elimination of, you know, scans and all sorts of consultants from the medical field, for sure, yeah.
0: And... And, you know, ultimately, the scientists kind of say, maybe you should try an exorcism, but it's less <laughs> yeah, about... I, I, yeah,
1: I like how they, they kind of broach that, right? Well,
0: because yeah. it's not... They don't bring it up as, a, like, since we can't solve the problem, it must be demons. Yeah. But it's it's more like our idea is that maybe this girl has convinced herself yeah. that she's possessed. And so maybe an exorcism would be almost like a, a placebo, yeah, they, they take that her. kind of more
1: psychological aspect yeah. uh, and say, yeah, if she believes, you know, kind of that, that it falls under this, why don't you try a ceremony around that and see if that works, right? And, uh, you know, that that's certainly, you know, Chris, is it Chris or Christy? Chris McNeil, yeah. Chris, yeah. She's certainly already near the end of her rope, right? So any kind of thread that, you know, is thrown out, she's going to grasp yeah. at it, right? So certainly she picks up on that right away and, and starts... Trying to find someone to, to be able to to do it, right. So,
0: but I think that's also where like the movie w- works at its time as well, because no one really knew what exorcism was, except for you know some probably people who were like heavily into researching that sort of stuff within the mm-hmm. Catholic Church. Um, Blatty, who who wrote the book and the screenplay, had heard about an exorcism that was conducted in the fifties. Uh, when he was in um, university in Georgetown, which is where the film takes place. Yeah, okay. And um, he had, it kind of stuck in the back of his head, and he wanted to, he, he always wanted to write about it, and never did. Before The Exorcist, he was a comedy writer. Oh, really? He wrote uh, comedy novels, and he wrote some uh, some com- comedy films as well. Interesting. Uh, but The the Exorcist was always sort of like burning in his mind, and apparently it was Rosemary's baby that convinced him. Yeah, okay. He watched that and saw that it, it Sort of contained that kind of good versus evil struggle, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he didn't like the ending. He thought he could do a better ending that what was in Rosemary's Baby, and okay, so yeah, um, he he did The Exorcist, and you know, and it we're resulted here, and in we're one here today. <laughs> one of the uh, the most classic horror novels, horror films yeah. of of all time.
1: Yeah, and and like we were mentioning earlier, it, it still does hold up. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was I was kind of worried that you know some of the effects and things that were manually done in in the seventies. Oh, God, they're so uh, good. They they hold up like yeah. visu- visually like it's it's still a really good movie yeah. you know like the, the the effects don't look cheap or, or anything like that uh, it all holds together really well um, yeah but like visually still looks great yeah um, so I was, I was really happy and pleased uh, pleased with that but uh, yeah maybe maybe we should walk through kind of step by step what what happens in the movie give everyone a sense of kind of the plot and you know, we can yeah so it, talk uh, about some of our favorite moments
0: it opens in Iraq with, uh, father Marin mm-hmm. and, uh, he's at an archeological dig. Um, they're digging up, um, you know, different religious relics and, uh, they uncover this little, um, I think a little Pazuzu statue is the, okay. the name of the demon in the film. I don't think it ever gets name dropped officially in the movie. I don't think so, no. but it is, it's Pazuzu. Okay. Uh, so you can be is that from to... the book? Yeah. I think that's from the book. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then there's all these sort of dramatic. You know, like, the the wind picks up, but he's almost run over by a a, a carriage with a crazy old blind woman in it. Yeah. You know, all these sort of... um, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, signs. That's right, It's like the sudden moment of, like, two dogs fighting. and Out out on the windswept uh, desert. And And then then the statue, right? Yeah, I think that's a larger Pazuzu statue. Oh, okay, okay. Um, And I think all of that... There's not much dialogue through here, but I think all of that is meant to... Send a message to Marin that this demon, because we find out later that Re- Marin has done uh, an exorcist before, That's which right. is why they bring him in. They want to bring in an exorcist who has some experience with the process, mm-hmm. and um, and so I think it's implied that this is the demon he's sort of faced down before, and yeah. it's it's either coming for a rematch or. Or, or just, just he, It's just a coincidence That, yeah. that they, they cross paths again But he kind of knows He kind of gets the sense That like mm-hmm. Yeah I need to I need to get back to America Yeah there's something I need to do I think They're is gonna need the, me Yeah And then we cut to Georgetown With uh, Chris and Regan McNeil Where uh, they're living there For a time While she works on a movie They got this rented Giant mansion
1: Yeah with servants And everything With servants <laughs>
0: and everything The kindly German old man Who gets called a Nazi yeah. Over and over again By that fucking Drunk asshole director <laughs> Yeah Um uh, but they start hearing sort of things in the house there's like scratches in the in the roof and she thinks there's rats yeah
1: yeah that's that's the first thing right she yeah. she's getting on the the housekeeper uh not who's not a Nazi uh getting on him about you know putting out traps for rats and things like that yeah. and he's he's kind of like you know I checked. there's no rats yeah. like and she's like just put out the traps I, I, heard, like, the, I yeah. heard the I heard heard
0: the rats they're there yeah. so uh, and then also there's a few instances of, like, you know, Reagan's window open and the cold air coming in and yeah. the blanket's knocked off. and so. But it starts subtle. Yeah, it which
1: start... I think, you know, for for a lot of horror movies that have the time, uh, you know, this day and age, that slow build, um, you know, it it really works well, I think, mm-hmm. in this one because it's just each little tiny thing, right, that just kind of keeps building and building. And it, it happens slowly enough that... You're kind of like, is that? Uh, is it just the wind? Is it? Uh, yeah. You know, what what is that in the in the attic? I mean, well, it is and I, rats, you know, right? looking yeah. at
0: that era too, I don't know if I've ever seen like the original trailer for The Exorcist, so I don't know how much horror people were necessarily expecting when they went to it. Like the the, if the slow burn feels more like a an older film. It feels more like a '70s film. Mm-hmm. Like let's yeah. set up. Let's let's take some time. To get to know these characters. Let's, yeah. And I which think, we do. We
1: get little scenes of her drawing and coloring. And, yeah. you know, playing and reading with her mother and all that kind of stuff. Right, Playing with Captain Howdy. That's right. Yeah.
0: We find uh, at one point uh, she's been, uh, she's uncovered a Ouija board in the house. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I think we can all remember from our... Yeah, our youths. I still have one. I have one now.
1: We have one now too. My my daughter's birthday was this week, and she got one. She got <laughs> one for going her birthday? birthday. Oh yeah, that's they, wild. Yeah, they they were. Uh, you know, she at her party. They were trying to communicate with the other side. So I don't know. We'll see what see what happens there. If there's a portal open to hell. Yeah. And, well, you, you know, you've, you've seen the movie, so you know the yeah. signs. You know what to watch yeah, out right. for. Yeah. If I hear uh, rats in the roof, it's not huh? rats.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah they play with the Ouija board. Uh Captain Howdy Well she and, plays with
1: it on her own. He, she does. Right? Which um, is I think a no no. It's supposed it to be to, a no no, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um because and the mom is like, How do we do this? You know, are supposed to do it together, and Reagan's like, No, I do it by myself. And then the mom tries to put her hands on it and like the planchette just sort of shoots away. Yeah. Because Captain Howdy doesn't want to talk to the mom. That's right.
1: Um I mean, never meet an actress, right? Never <laughs> never yeah, they were probably fans, like <laughs> never meet your never meet your heroes, right? Yeah.
0: Um and then gradually she starts, you know, the, the bed starts shaking and more and more of these sort of oddities happen. And she starts taking Reagan to.
1: Well, I think the party happens first.
0: It might. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Cause, um, cause
1: there, the, which is a, a good first kind of scene of, okay, something is really not right. Yeah. So there's a, I think it's, it's kind of like a rap party maybe for the movie. Uh, or maybe just to get together during the filming of the movie. So you know, a lot of the the actors, the the director is there. This is this is where the director gets drunk and starts calling the groundskeeper yeah, the director a Nazi,
0: is kind and, of a jackass. Yeah. And I can't remember his, his name was Burke Burke Burke, Burke Dennings. Dennings, yeah. Yeah, um, and yeah, just a massive alcoholic, and just followed this German um servant around the whole night accusing yeah. him of being uh, like two or, there's two or
1: three different scenes of yeah. him berating this yeah. gentleman but, but, and one
0: of them like the guy's just in the back in the kitchen trying to like clean dishes or open yeah. a bottle of wine or something and burke has just followed him back there to keep shouting these accusations at him yeah. and eventually the guy just like tries to like deck him and um yeah and people need to be calmed down um they finally get Burke. It felt like they were sending him to drive himself home when they sent him out the <laughs> yeah, door. I, yeah. um, I hope he just went and like fell asleep in the back of his car because that man was a no state no, to drive. No. Um, but they get him out the door. They're going back into the living room. Everyone's sort of gathered around the piano. There's a, yeah. there's a priest. Father Dyer. Father Dyer. Yeah. He's playing the piano, and everybody's having a nice little sing-along. And uh, Reagan wanders in.
1: Yeah, just kind of, you know, in her nightgown,
0: creepily wandering into the room. And she looks at, and I don't remember how clear it was in the movie, but the guy she talks to is an astronaut. Oh, who okay. is planning on going? He's going to be going up to the moon or into space soon.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, that was lost in the movie. Like, because I was wondering what she meant. Because she says you're this, going to
0: die up there. Yeah, and it, it,
1: very ominously. Yeah, and I'm. You know, in the context of the film, I, I don't think it was made clear that it was a very quick yeah. reference. Um, yeah.
0: Father Dyer is talking to him briefly, and they talk about. Why one of them wanted to go to space oh, okay, and, and okay. the why Father Dyer also wanted to go up there. Okay. But it's a very quick conversation. Yeah, I think I missed some of that Easy dialogue there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why. Uh, and then she she just starts peeing on the floor. Yeah,
1: just, a classic, uh, she, she just the yeah, just a classic, you're just standing there pissing, just on, pissing the on the carpet. pissing on the carpet
0: after threatening an yeah. astronaut. I mean,
1: it's a good way to really hammer home the point, right? Yeah, something <laughs> is very wrong with this yeah. girl. Um,
0: yeah. She's not well. Yeah,
1: so uh, I mean... You know, this isn't the first kind of incident that, that the mother has seen, uh, but it's the first one that's kind of been shocking or really, really outside of her normal behavior. Uh, and and so, you know, she ushers her away. Oh, she hasn't been feeling well. And this then starts the, the doctor visits.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so they do um, a number of different tests over sort of the next probably half an hour. There's a lot of time at the doctor's office, then back home with like more... Strange behavior. Yeah, so there's an escalation tests. process happening
1: yeah. here of, you know, going to see the doctors, coming home, some new Horror happens back to the doctors, right? We we got that back and forth a few times. The, although the first visit, I will say, there's one of the, and even in the film, they present it as as a laughable um, occurrence. Right? Oh, so right. The you know she asks the doctor, you know, because he uh, he asks Chris if you know uh, Regan swears a lot or yep. has been known to curse, and she goes, you know, no, never. Uh, and, uh, and then he says, because she's let off quite a stream of obscenities here in the in the in the office and she's like really like what and and uh the one the one line is um keep your goddamn hands off my cunt yeah and uh and they both kind of pause for a
0: minute and have a little chuckle they, they start laughing at it right i think one of the things that's interesting about that scene is that the first time reagan swears we don't see it happen mm-hmm. right it's related to us yeah and and so we get the idea that it's it's happening, but also, is it like, can we trust this doctor? Is he messing around? Um, and well, it's, so, it's
1: similar to you know the rats in the attic, or you know, it's there's always that question of is it real or not? Yeah, you know,
0: until later when we actually see Reagan saying some of this stuff herself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which which comes, I think, quite a bit more shocking, Lee, than you know, hearing it via the doctor. That's right. Um, but it is a it is a funny scene to see them sort of laugh this yeah, off yeah i mean that's
1: pretty it's, she's 12. Jeez, like, 12 it's not like she's some you know older teen or something like that she's a 12 year old girl mm-hmm. who's lit a led a fairly sheltered life yeah you know so it's it's pretty shocking and they but just kind of laugh you know, it off
0: I, I think too though potentially um i feel like you know chris the mom I mean, who knows? She might have been in some movies with some bad language in it, and you potentially, know, maybe yeah. you know, her daughter's picked them up a little bit. She, I think she
1: certainly presents as a woman of the world.
0: Anyway. Yeah, and yeah. I think there's a certain you know, you know, oh look at my precocious little girl trying out <laughs> yeah. her swears for the first time on a a doctor that she thought might have been getting a little too handsy. That's right. Um, doesn't lead to a, a lawsuit or anything. So no, no. Um, but yeah, some of the tests they do on her are. are those are the parts that freaked my kid out the most. or some of the, like the
1: really, just like the medical nature of them. Or?
0: Well, it's like the bit where they jam that thing into her neck, and they pull something out, and then all of a sudden there's blood shooting everywhere, and it's like yeah, that was I had weird. To cover just, my eyes through some of yeah, that. It was
1: that was the oddest kind of like biopsy kind of sequence that yeah. I've seen on film. Like, and just like the. The fact that they didn't have anything really prepared to deal with the blood spurting out <laughs> like okay, you're you're doing this kind of which I assumed it was some kind of biopsy, right, or, or something, right? But yeah, the fact that they were just you know, letting the blood spurt out and not really trying oh, but to I think contain that was, it very that well. Was,
0: um I think that was all like fairly uh, medically accurate. I think they went for the seventies, actual... yeah. Um, that was an actual surgeon or an actual doctor performing those things. Okay. Um, so I mean, I, med- I imagine that's probably just how it happened. They just, the, the blood shot out those Literally. couple of times. We have no then... way of dealing with this. We have no way of dealing with this. Medical technology is <laughs> not advanced We're just enough. not, we're just not there yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like the, the, then the other time they're doing like a brain scan things are like banging and shaking and she's screaming and like that,
1: that biopsy though, I think that was the first, um, blood that we really see in, in the movie probably
0: there's not a lot of blood in the movie
1: no but you know certainly it was gratuitous in a sense right that it, there was a lot of blood kind of when yeah. you weren't expecting it like, yeah hey this you know tame medical procedure we're seeing these different consulting things happen and then all of a sudden just spurting blood everywhere yeah uh and it happens twice because they got to change the thing and yeah. then it spurts again and you know it was it was um you know, kind of graphic in a sense when in a, in a scene where you're not expecting it maybe to, to show up.
0: Yeah. And I think maybe it helps, um, kind of make the overall situation more horrific that like, even, even here, like in a hospital with doctors around, um, to find out what's going on, like we're, we're having to submit this girl to some pretty horrifying, mm-hmm. uh, experiences. <laughs> one of my favorite moments is after one of the tests when, uh, the doctor comes through the door and out into the hallway to talk to Chris McNeil about the tests and he promptly pulls out a pack of cigarettes lights one yeah. up in the hospital hallway right. to discuss. That's
1: how they, that's how they used like, to do it.
0: That's how they used to roll. <laughs> um, and then there's another point where um, they uh, they ask Chris whether or not there was um, any drugs lying around the house. Because, you know, she's an actor and has right. actor friends right. and they're yeah. going to be getting into drugs. And Chris says like, oh my God, I don't even use grass. Yeah, Which... Is a is a term for pot that's not in common use anymore. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, certainly the you know the setting and some of the the dialogue takes you back to the seventies for sure. Yeah. But, not too much yeah, of it though. Either. Yeah.
0: Um. Eventually, the the doctors and the psychiatrists and and everyone else.
1: Well, you know, one thing that I think we both found kind of interesting here was how psychiatry was kind of. Seen as more of like a pseudoscience than a real science at, at the time, right? The doctors were very, um, you know, reluctant to recommend seeing a psychologist or a psychiatrist in the well, movie. I they don't. were like, "Hey, hey, you know, let's stick to the medical <laughs> uh, experts first before we go down the to the the sham world." You know, it was it was almost like that. You know, maybe yeah, not that's, not that's quite, true. but it 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 definitely had that feel. Talking to the quote unquote medical experts in in the film, that psychiatry was. Um, you know, a bit of a step below uh, kind of their medical experience.
0: I suppose you could see it that way. I saw it more just that, like, based on the the symptoms that Reagan had, that the doctor was more convinced that it was an issue with the brain, like an mm. actual physical issue, a lesion or, or something like that, than... Um, you know, because when you look at psychiatry, it's mostly it's mostly talking out your issues and, right, and you yeah. know, yeah. and I don't think dealing the, with mental illness, the doctor not... felt that it was probably too extreme for that to be the cause, and sort of like let's let's make sure it's not this first. Okay, and I think that I, I definitely got
1: a different kind of vibe from the medical community that she's talking <laughs> well, I to, think but
0: part of that too might be because when they do finally bring in that psychiatrist he seems like kind of a fucking buffoon you know <laughs> exactly. he goes immediately to hypnotherapy yeah um, and then gets his balls grabbed yeah uh, by, by by the demon or the Reagan or whoever it was at that moment in time it, it could have been both of it them could have been both, like yeah. to just to
1: shut that guy up but
0: yeah he, he asks to talk to the being that is inside of Reagan and then yeah she just grabs his testicles and gives him a massive squeeze and yeah. he just falls over screaming and that's the end of him. That's right. Yeah, he does not come back. He does not come <laughs> back from come back him. From that, he, right. I, I don't think he's in the sequel, so
1: Yeah, and, and so after that, I think we get to the point where there's kind of the cabal of doctors um, around the, the big
0: table. Yeah, and they're just like, we don't fucking know, man. Yeah,
1: and, and this is where the suggestion of exorcism comes up that, that we were talking about before, right? Yeah. This group is kind of like, well... We don't we don't know, but you know if it is the psychological issue that she thinks um, as a more kind of a religious aspect that she is possessed. Well, let's do an exorcism, yeah. you know, real or fake or whatever, just to try and maybe that'll convince her, you know,
0: and it'll it'll solve the the mental issue. So Chris cracks down, um, Damien Karras, and it
1: I don't know if it's I don't think it's clear in the movie, and maybe it's in the book, but you know, Father Dyer and Father Karras our friends. They're, they're really good friends actually. Um, you know, and, and Father Karis's um, he had a little side journey to go visit his mother in New York and then, you know, find out she died and, you know, Father Dyer's consoling him and, and they're, they're quite close, right? Father Dyer was at, uh, Chris's party, you know, was, was part of that scene. Saw And Chris had
0: seen, um, Karis around a couple of times and, and asked about him at one point. Oh, okay. Right. She describes him as like, you know, this, this intense face and intense features and, you know, who is that? Um. And I think that's why she tracks him down is because she she had seen him. She had seen him at this one particular church. She had made the connection right, through Father yeah. Dyer. Um, and uh, But like you said, too, it is an important factor that in the story at this point in time, Karis is having a crisis of faith. That's right. Yeah. He, he, he's not sure he can continue his job. What's interesting about him is as much as he's a priest, his primary function is a psychiatrist.
1: And he, he's Harvard-educated yep. psychiatrist. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, So when when Chris first reaches out to him and says, like, uh, you know, I I think we should do an exorcism. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Like, we haven't done this in like hundreds of years. And also, I'm a psychiatrist. Like, I I'm I'm not going to assume this is demonic possession.
1: That's right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, his job is actually counseling the other priests uh, at the University of Georgetown. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, his immediate kind of reaction is is more from a psychologist's perspective, right. for sure.
0: But then, and I think that scene between um, McNeil and and Karis is really strong. Like, when she breaks down, just... Like, on the bridge there? You yeah, yeah, the frustration of, like, won't someone help? Yeah. You know, at that point, she's been everywhere. The fucking doctors have told her to seek out a priest. The priest <laughs> now is like, I don't know what to do. It's just yeah. like, for
1: fuck's sake. Well, and I think part of that is what you know, maybe, maybe convinces him think that to is, come do the that the desperation
0: yeah. that at the very least yeah. I can come and talk to this girl and sort of give this kind of an assessment.
1: That's right. Or, or just the comfort of, of coming yeah. and visiting. Yeah.
0: yeah. So he does. And, um, it's sort of a brief visit. I don't necessarily remember everything that happens during that first visit, but there's enough that Karis is a little on edge about it. Like,
1: well, so she she does use the demon voice, yeah. I think in that initial meeting, um, and brings up his mother. Yes, that's who's the thing recently that, deceased, right? Yeah,
0: and and that's and she makes reference to the fact that the mother's in the girl's body with yeah. the rest of the demons. That's right. Um,
1: and she knows a couple of facts about his mother. I can't remember exactly what they were, but something about, you know, maybe when she died or where she lived or something like that. Where where after the encounter, he's kind of going
0: there's. It's. It's not. He's questioning. It's not like for certain, but yeah, there's enough that she gave up in that first yeah. questioning.
1: Well, I think at one point he asked Chris after the encounter, like, "Yeah, did hey, did, did she you know, know that my I mother was my mother she was, was a past-
0: priest, and she, she know my mother passed away?" Yeah. Uh, and the answer was like, "Probably not, but who knows?" Kind of a thing. Yeah.
1: So this this has him kind of questioning. So he goes away from that encounter, kind of. Starting to maybe believe a little bit. Yeah.
0: Right. Thinking it's worth exploring for, further yeah, into. Yeah. Uh, and so he ends up coming back at one point with a tape recorder. Yeah. Um
1: Now, in between this, I'm trying to place exactly when there's a few scenes that are kind of the, the more shocking scenes. Yeah. Right. You know, there's a scene with the crucifix <laughs> yeah. uh, that happens. And I, I think this is kind of. In this right zone in the, in the
0: movie, I think one of the first ones is the one where she's flung up and down on the bed. That's right. Yeah. Um, which funny story? Um, the actress was injured. Oh, really? By that machine, and um, because it went, it was it was when they first ran it. It ran way more forcefully than it was supposed to. Okay. And it like wrenched out her back or something. And they ended up using the take that injured oh, her. Yeah. Um, and again, there's a scene where. And I think it's the crucifix scene. Which um, let's just talk specifically about that because that is the one that I would point to as this is a scene that in in shock value I'm not sure has ever been matched in a film.
1: And and certainly with the audience at the time being, uh, you know, I can't largely if, Catholic if or, or if there Christian, was a scene right? <laughs> that
0: caused the passing outs and the vomiting, I think this was probably it. Yeah, and it's um, Reagan is essentially. I don't feel it's it's quite right to say that she's masturbating with a crucifix as much no, as it's, just it's certainly slamming not for, it yeah. violently it's into not her pleasure. vagina. Yeah. Like there's blood on her, on her nightgown and crotch area all over. Yeah. And she's shouting, let Jesus fuck you. Yeah, um, in, in
1: like the devil tone, yeah. right? Uh, or the demon tone. And, and then and... she
0: grabs her mom by the hair, shoves her mom's face into her crotch and just starts yelling, uh... What was it suck me or lick me? Yeah, something like lick that. Lick me, and, lick me. And yeah. then slaps her mom across the face, knocks her across the room. Yeah. That's another case where the actress um, was injured. Oh, really? Okay. Um, the the woman who plays uh, Chris McNeil, she was in a rig that was supposed to like yank her into the wall or whatever, yanked her too hard. That damaged her back Jeez. for life. Um, I did
1: read some a little bit about the, the, the production being kind of plagued by incidents and accidents and, you know, it was delayed. There like, stories of yeah, like a curse or whatever yeah. well, else. Well,
0: some people died or something yeah, like that. that we're in, yeah, but people die. It
1: happens. Yeah, for sure. Um, Not actually on the production, I would assume then.
0: No, I don't think it was actually on the production, but it was people who worked on the production and it was maybe during the production. Like they, right. they went home one yeah. night and had right. a heart attack yeah. or, or right. whatever. But it was more, um, the stories I've heard are more about, like, the things that Friedkin was doing to try to get, like, solid performances out of people that you just, you don't do that shit anymore. Like, he had a, um, he would have a pistol loaded with blanks um, that he would randomly fire. Just to keep people really on edge during suck. the exorcism scenes. Keep so attention. you're just you're going along about your day, and all of a sudden, bam, and you jump and oh, like. Wow. Yeah. Um. There's a story about uh, from the very end that I'll I'll tell you when we when we get there. Um. But yeah, so um. There's the that's the crotch bit. Um, well, and.
1: I think this is also as far as other furniture moving around um, you know the door slams shut after she slaps her mom yeah right? the, the, there's a dresser the that slides dresser, across the yeah, you know it's it starts to become a lot more overt um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And a lot more dangerous for people approaching uh, Regan, right? Um, so before it was, you know, voices and things. And now she's exerting some influence over, you know, the, the room and objects and things like that. So there's, there's the danger level all of a sudden is, is heightened, yeah. right? And and yeah, for the mother, this is certainly part of the, you know, why she's at her last rope uh, yeah. as far as Increasing frustration because, right? yeah, yeah,
0: something is clearly not right with the But yeah, the,
1: the whole, uh, you know, stabbing the vagina with the, the crucifix uh, certainly a, a very very shocking yeah, scene yeah. i think still to this day you know talking about some of the things that hold up in this movie and that you know if you put them in a movie of this day and age would still have that shock factor yeah. this this is one of those scenes yeah and um, i think it's
0: it's 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 entirely because it's a 12 year old girl yeah like oh, just seeing sure. this yeah. this girl you know that violently self abusive with that kind of language is just like yeah. holy mother of yeah. shit
1: yeah and and I think, you know, just going back to the near the start of the movie, they really do play up her her innocence yep. a lot. Yeah, no, she's a very right? like very, very innocent, sweet sheltered, innocent sheltered sweet sweet girl, right? And and this this long monologue time, yeah. about
0: like had this beautiful horse that she saw in yeah. the in the field that day. And... Yeah.
1: so it's 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 quite the juxtaposition yeah. versus, you know, when we get to this point in the movie of the things that she's saying and doing and um I'm not sure if, if it's kind of around this time, but I I remember it as kind of part of this sequence of um, you know, maybe more before she she brings in Father Karras, but the walking downstairs and the reverse crab walk. Yeah, the reverse,
0: the, the spider walk and yeah. the blood coming out of her mouth. That was, yeah, that was another also, seed added for this version. Yeah,
1: which which had some good shock value and a, a bit of a jump scare there because you're like, okay, she's walking down the stairs and then the <laughs> just yeah, blood yeah. In, the, in your face kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, certainly some shocking stuff here. Uh, and then uh, Karis does set up another visit to come back with his tape recorder. Yeah,
0: because right? I think at yeah. that point he he's willing to consider the potential a potential exorcism and he needs to start gathering evidence yeah. to present to the church to justify Because he, he
1: explains that there's certain things that the church needs to confirm in order to pursue the ritual. Yeah, so yeah. he's like, okay. But
0: even, yeah, when that comes up, you know, um, she asks, like uh, Chris McDale asks, you know, what, what are they looking for? He's like, uh, her speaking in a language she never knew. Yeah what else i don't actually know nobody knows we haven't done this in
1: i gotta grab a tape recorder and see if it works yeah
0: uh so yeah he comes back for another interview and he's now he's a little bit more playful with and and the demons a little bit more playful with with him like he sits Mm -hmm. down turns on the tape recorder and like immediately the uh, the 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 side drawer the drawer on the slides open by itself he's like did you do that like, so he closes yeah. it and he's like, "Do it again." Yeah, I dare you. Like, and she's like, "No, no, that's that's too vulgar a display of my power." Yeah. yeah. So just just sort of toying with each other. Yeah, a it, little it's bit. the
1: start of that uh, that kind of dance, right? Um, yeah, you know, and and certainly if we we're flashing back to the start of the movie and this demon has has toyed with or, or come up against priests in the past. Right. this certainly i think starts to be maybe part of that recognition of oh now the game is on right now i've got to, i've got a priest you know i got i, mean, I, I got a play, play toy. Now. Yeah, yeah yeah
0: um one of the things he does during that second visit is he breaks out um what he says is holy water yeah spritzes her with the holy water and she starts violently reacting to it yeah saying it burns it burns yeah. And, yeah. and then then she starts speaking in some bizarre language that's right uh, we do find out that it wasn't holy water; we mm-hmm. just said it was, yeah. which kind of makes him begin to doubt. Yeah, but then when he gets a um, like a language expert to come and listen to the tape he's got, he's like, "Can you tell what it is?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, it's English. Yeah, it's just backwards. It's just backwards." Yeah. Uh, and so he flips the tape around, and it uh, it's this backwards of you know people screaming and uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And so that, you know, is again, like the flip side. I, I don't know if I could, I mean, I guess with enough practice, I could fluently speak. There,
1: there are the odd people out there that can that can kind of do that, yeah. In,
0: in in real
1: life, kind of speak in a backwards uh, kind of way, but certainly for a twelve-year-old girl to be doing it in, you know, and not even in her own voice and yeah, 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 know, yeah, yeah, right. Like it, it's it sure s- stretches the the bounds of imagination and yeah, it, it, the whole movie I think has those moments of is it real or not, right? You're you're questioning like is is this that or yeah. or is it still maybe just. A mental thing, or a, or a you know kind of reaction to something that we're we're not so sure about, right? So even at this, it's a peanut allergy, probably. Yeah, that's right. But even at this point in the film, which is you know we're now a good ways into the film, um, and you know we've seen some fairly horrific things happen, to still have that doubt and go like you know hey maybe yeah especially when we find out the holy water was fake yeah right you know that is that's one where you kind of start to question like well. Is is it really a demon, right? Like, is there something else going on here? But how
0: much of that is the demon playing, too, right? That's right. Yeah, you know, trying to make him doubt the um, the possession so that he can stay in the girl.
1: Now, to be fair, even if it's just regular water, the fact that a priest is sprinkling it on there, right? Like, you know, it's it's. Uh, I know it's supposed to be blessed in a certain way to become holy water, but who knows, right? Yeah, I guess. I don't Could, I don't know the ins and outs of... Who, who knows how these demons actually react to this? How, how stuff, right? water versus holy water works. Yeah. Maybe it was semi-holy, yeah, partial holy. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, partially holy partially water.
0: Partially holy. <laughs> um, 2% skim. 2% skim holy water. Holy water. <laughs> uh, so he eventually does reach out to the church um, to ask permission to do an exorcism. Um, he volunteers to do it, but they want to bring in an older, uh, more experienced
1: someone who's done this before. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: and so they send word to Father Marin, who mm-hmm. is staying in a little, little shack somewhere in the woods. Yeah, well, like
1: he's he's back in the states, right? He's left Iraq because yeah. he he was you know felt that he needed to be in the in the states, but he's just kind of kicking around, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. Like, and there's a they, there's a scene where they they cut to him sort of walking down the path, and there's this. This young priest who runs up with him with a little letter, hands it off, and then runs back down the hill. And Marin just sort of looks at the letter and puts it in his pocket because he knows. That's right. He knows this this is is the moment that this is why this is what he came back from from Iraq for. That's right. Um, And from there, we we move pretty rapidly to, and that makes me realize that we we skipped a scene, um, which is when um, Karis gets called to the house, kind of in the middle of the night.
1: Oh right, yes, the whole. Th- this leads to the whole plot around the detective and everything that uh, that we need to get into. Well,
0: that's true too. I was, yeah. Um, is this the night that that happens, or because I'm not sure if I'm this is when the detective the, shows the up? Help but... me, night. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you
1: were going to talk about the the night that Burke. That's dies.
0: that's an important point too, though. Yeah. Um, and it's this is, that's a plot line that I'm kind of surprised remained in the in the movie because it is such a such a kind of side deviation. But yeah, that one night. It turns out that that Burke Dennings is dead. He uh, fell down this massive flight of stairs next to um, the house that they're renting, and his head has been turned all the way around backwards. Mm -hmm. Um, The initial thought is that he was maybe drunk and fell down the stairs.
1: Well, I think either way, he was probably drunk. He
0: was probably drunk. (laughs) Regardless (laughs) of whether it was an accident or someone (laughs) killed him, he was probably drunk. That's true, but whether or not he accidentally fell down the stairs or... Um, As Kinderman, who's the detective who appears at this point in time, begins to suspect that he was maybe pushed out of Reagan's window. That's right. Because the the window was directly above the stairs. Mm -hmm. So he gets pushed out, rolls down the stairs. But then why would Reagan do that? She was asleep. Or was there someone else there? Or was there somewhere else there? Because what happened was apparently the um, uh, Chris's assistant was watching Reagan that night, needed to run out and do some things, and And Dennings had dropped by. Yeah,
1: he was there inquiring uh, about her or how Chris was doing, that kind of thing, right?
0: And so um, she asked Burke to sort of look after Reagan, so she could dart out to the store. Um, By the time Chris comes back, Everything seems fine. I said the window's open in mm-hmm. in Reagan's room, but we've seen that happen before, so that's we're right. not immediately like, "Oh, that's mysterious."
1: Yeah, the the window open and cold, um, you know, in the room, blankets off. Yeah. The, the girl that that I th- this is probably the third or fourth time we've yeah. we've seen something like that. in, but, in the film But but so. the
0: mom is pretty pissed because there's nobody there, right? That's they've right, they've yeah. left her alone, and uh, and when the the assistant comes back, you know, she gets. She gets pretty mad and she explains about, you know, Burke Dennings. And of course, <laughs> I think Chris was like, why the fuck would you trust this drunk lunatic yeah, to take right. care of the girl? Uh, and then that's when there's a, a knock on the door and one of the other guys from the the movie lets them know that, that Burke's been killed. Yeah. Or Burke is dead, I guess.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah, there's I think because
1: Chris is out and on her drive home, she sees some of the the sirens that's the, right the lights flashing yeah. near the near the bottom of the stairs kind of on her way home and we don't really connect that right away until we find out that, that burke is dead
0: yeah um and then we start seeing um this detective kinderman uh, start showing up asking questions he talks to karis um, they have a they have a fun, friendly little yeah. bantery conversation back well, and, and forth. And,
1: and he certainly seems to be a little desperate for friends. This detective, like, he invites every like <laughs> I get to the priest or I get passes. He's like, oh, "Do you want to come to the movies? I need somebody to go with." Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, he uh, he he does come off a little bit desperate, yeah. uh, <laughs> a little bit thirsty. This detective, but he does seem to have some interesting theories. Yeah, uh, you know, especially. Talking about, you know, did did Regan like, you know, push this person out the window? Like, is, is there something nefarious here? Was there someone else in the room? I think uh, it starts
0: with was there someone else in the room because yeah. his feeling is that there's no way or not twelve year old no girl. Yeah, the, the, it's unlikely that oh. the fall would have resulted in the head turned all the way around, That's right. and more likely would have to have been done by a very strong person yeah and he does say that a very
1: large very strong person would need to do that which
0: seems like it wouldn't be reagan although yeah. we also know by this point that we've seen that girl display some serious feats of strength
1: yeah she's got the demon strength so For sure. we
0: know things at this point that the kinderman doesn't and also
1: that chris wouldn't maybe necessarily know
0: that well i mean chris has seen some of it chris has seen I guess chris has seen felt the belt being yeah. smacked across the wall <laughs> um but uh, we, I think we're probably more aware that that Kinderman's moving in the right direction than he is. Yeah. yeah. Um, he does go and interview uh, Chris McNeil at one point just to sort of find out about them. And then he fan girls. And then he fangirls and, and asks for an autograph.
1: It claims it's for like his, his niece. Yeah, and then and I then, lied. It's for and me. And then she, yeah, she asks
0: what the niece's name was, and he's like, "I lied. It was for <laughs> me." <laughs> but that's that's again that's his. He loves movies. That's, that's a big right, part yeah. of his personality. And here's you know, an actress he's face-to-face with. Uh, I think he compliments her on one of her movies. Um, and then uh, there's the, um, very close to when the exorcism happens, um, Karis gets called in the middle of the night to come and, and check on Regan. And they, they go up to a room. This is the first time that this happens where the, the assistant that brings him upstairs puts on a coat mm-hmm. before going into the room. Knowing and they open the become... door and it's like below freezing in there. Mm-hmm. You can see their breath. breath. Yeah. Um, Reagan is apparently sleeping. Um, they lift up her, her pajama top to reveal her stomach. And there's the words help, help me. me kind of pushed they, out. Yeah. They
1: appear kind of as something from inside making them. Right. Yeah. 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 Very interesting.
0: Uh, but that, that frozen room again is, I think, another one of those, um, Signs of there's more going on here than just mental instability That's right, yeah. and this is where again, like we're gonna really sort of ramp up the the supernatural stuff from this point on. Um, and I think from the moment, um Marin gets his letter. I think we cut right to him showing up at the house.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty much I think the next scene. Yeah, um, you know he shows up with the, and it's the a, iconic the iconic da- poster. Yeah, of it,
0: him sort of standing in front of the house with his little, little beam of light, his little his, his little, little bag, dump, bag of his dot
1: bag uh, of <laughs> priest stuff, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, holy water and whatnot, and yeah. by the iconic lamppost. and yeah, yeah, uh, you know that's uh, what I think of all the posters. Just right about right all here. of yeah. the
0: posters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it yeah. is such a fucking great image. Yeah, it is, yeah.
1: and it doesn't last very long in the movie. But uh, yeah, we kind of cut to that, and and you know that is, I think, the signal right that now it's on, right? Yeah, now, now we're getting into it. We are going to do this exorcism, and you know the battle is now starting.
0: So as they as they prepare, um, Marin has some tips for Karis going into the exorcism, like don't listen to the demon, mm-hmm. don't communicate with the demon, like don't engage. Yep. Um, focus on what you're doing. Um, they will lie. They will try to mess with your head.
1: It, it certainly seems the way he delivers it. Right, and Marin is played by Max von Sydow, uh, who
0: was not remotely that old at the time of that movie. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but fuck, he plays like good old man. Good old man. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: but yeah, he he delivers it in this way that you know, and we we find out you know it's it's told a few times in the movie now that he's he's experienced, he's done this before. Yeah. But the way he delivers this, it's like he's done it a lot before, right? So the the one twelve years ago that is mentioned, that maybe is not his first exorcism either. Um, you know, we we maybe get that impression just the way he delivers this. Like you I know, suppose, like, like he's like he's seen it so many times. He's like just that delivery, right? He's very very veteran.
0: I think the flip side of that is there's a potential that. Because the last one, they said like it it went on for months mm-hmm. and nearly killed him. That's right. Um, maybe it really was just that one, but that one went so wrong that he that he, he, these are all lessons that he's learned from that That's experience, right. and yeah. they are fucking burned into his head. Sure, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. I've learned because I these did things the hard all those way. things, yeah. <laughs> and I know now. Um, but yeah, it's it's very much like a. Um, because again, Karis is coming from the perspective of, I barely know what we're doing here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and
1: and still has that psychological training as well. Like you know, he's he's still very much doubts what they're dealing with. Yeah, I think as they're going into this. Um, but yeah, very interesting to see them kind of get dolled up. They, you got two or three layers of robes and, yeah. and you know, things the, that, the stole or whatever yeah, it's called and, you know, uh, and yeah, just kind of really gearing up. Like, it's like they're about to play a hockey game or something, <laughs> right? You know, you all these layers and things and pads. Yeah, and,
0: and then they get into the room and they start, they sort of lay everything out yeah. neatly. You know, here's the holy Yeah, water, He has to get the crucifix in the, the crucifix right spot, spot and, and yeah. um, you know, and then it, it sort of begins yeah they start reading the ritual yeah um you know uh
1: and and they they've got a kind of series of lines that they gotta repeat and say and and um yeah and then uh they they start i think they get a response from from the demon there pretty soon
0: yeah there's you know there's there's vomit um right yeah. there's some cursing there's yeah she she
1: gets some pretty good uh with the vomit, like yeah, right, right out the of the face.
0: gate, yeah, right in the face, all over his, his glasses and everything, right, all over like, the, the the stole thing yeah. around his neck, and you know, Karis takes that into the into the bathroom and washes it off, and he takes off his glasses and cleans them the up. Clean and, a little, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty gross. Pretty that. gross. Sure, like sure looked like
1: the cupcake icing that we. It had really <laughs> was. The they movie. nailed the color <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, Um there's a point where, like, because at this point she's she's tied down to the bed, mm-hmm. so she can't like. Slap people around right, presumably. Yeah. And then the straps come off. Yeah. And she starts levitating. Yeah. Um, they're they're putting the holy water on her and now she's writhing again. The holy water is leaving like these lashes yes. in her skin. Um I think Karis, when the levitation starts happening, he kind of falls out of the the ritual a little bit. He's just yeah, shocked at he's, that point.
1: He's he is really taken aback. Because this
0: yeah. is now we are now definitely into supernatural territory people yeah. do not just levitate for no yeah. reason
1: that that's not a thing you can you know a drawer opening or you know that you know that can be done. <laughs> this is this, this we're outside this, the realm yeah. of psychiatry that's at this right. point bud yeah. yeah
0: um no no it's just mental illness it's just <laughs> mental illness um and so yeah uh, caris has to sort of remind him like i need to do the response do the response do the response, yeah. do the yeah, response. Like,
1: get it and he doesn't like it's just marin on his own for a while uh, the the famous line here is the power christ compels yeah him, right they're like shouting it yeah. at at her uh to like get her back down to the bed level uh and and it's just marin on his own and he's kind of like hey hey yeah, come, yeah, yeah. you know get in on get this in on like this. you know we we need needs both of us and, yeah. and eventually he kind of i think snaps out of his funk a bit right and, and starts uh you know and they're literally screaming it at her face the power of christ compels you like just yep. yelling it at the top of their lungs and then she slowly starts to sink back down
0: and i think it's around that point that they they decide to take a break yes um
1: well knowing that his last one maybe lasted months you know we we don't know it. at this point in the movie especially if you haven't seen it before like is this just day one like are they gonna yeah exactly you know, how keep long keep is this going go. how long is this gonna go yeah
0: so they did like a complete version of the ritual then they go out into the hallway to sort of relax, Mm -hmm. take a break, gather their strength. Um, they have a little conversation on the stairs about, you know, faith and good and evil and, uh, you know, why, why does this happen? Um, I can't remember exactly what Marin says. Uh, It's, it's to make us, the demons do it to make us like doubt our goodness, Mm -hmm. you know, make us think that we're not worthy of God's love. Yeah. Um, and then when uh, he goes into the bathroom to take his heart medication, um, Karis goes back into the bedroom to kind of clean up and reorganize mm. things. And Reagan starts talking to him as his mom again. That's right. Yeah. Um, but she's she's subdued here. Like
1: she's just kind of laying there, um, not really moving or yeah. anything, and just yeah, just kind of well because she's
0: she's taking this moment to mess with his yeah his head yeah. Um, and it doesn't, it, it, it works. Like yeah, it messes yeah. with his head and yeah. he starts kind of like yelling at her. You're yeah. not my mom. Yeah. You're not my real mom. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Karis or sorry. Uh, uh, Marin, Marin comes we, in. Yeah. And kind of like pushes him. Yeah. Up get around. out of here. You, yeah. you need to, you, you, you got to go cool off. Yeah. Or you've you've yeah. done what I told you not to. You've yeah. engaged with the demon yeah. and now the demons in your head go, go chill. And so Karis goes down and has a sort of a brief conversation with uh, Chris McNeil. Uh, I don't remember what they talked about.
1: This is where essentially she she asks him, you know, Oh, is she you gonna th- be okay? Is she gonna be okay or is or is she gonna die? Yeah. I think I think that's maybe how she phrases it, to which he responds, like, I promise she won't die, which yeah. I mean he doesn't know what he's doing. It's a quite quite the promise. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, he he makes good on it in the end. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he he promises like You know, no, she's not going to die. Like, not on my watch, kind of thing. And then he kind of, I think that reinvigorates him maybe a little bit in the sense that he gets up from that conversation. He goes immediately right back, right back up,
0: yeah, Uh, and discovers that um, Father Marin is now dead. Yeah. He's had a heart attack.
1: Yeah, which I mean we've seen a couple scenes through the movie, um, again, just little flashes where he's taking the little nitroglycerin yeah. heart medication or whatever, right? And he definitely plays as an old, old man, right? Um so you know, we know his health wasn't wasn't great. And, yeah. you know, yeah, he was in there battling the demon on his own. You know, is it a heart attack? Is there, you know, maybe something supernatural there? We don't know, but he's he's certainly no longer with us. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Karis is so on his Karis, own.
0: Karis is pissed. Yeah, he grabs fucking ragged and starts yeah. beating the shit out of her. And he's done with the ritual here. He's starts like you know on what, the we're ground gonna, and just well, starts pounding her in the face. I think
1: the other thing too with um, with Father Karis and. I, I, maybe it's briefly mentioned,
0: but he used to be a boxer. He's a boxer, yeah.
1: Right? He, so he's 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 Harvard-trained psych- psychologist. He's uh, you know, a semi-pro boxer. Yeah. Uh, right? So, so this, this is up his alley. Like, this yeah, is how he's approached it. Yeah. De- there so, is a
0: scene even where, I think it's after his mom died, they show him at... At the gym or at the something, gym, yeah. ...beating the shit out of one of those um, right, yeah. big bags. Um, so yeah, there's, it, it, he's got a history of reverting to physical action. When, but it's
1: interesting because, you know, so... We, out of his fields of expertise, right? So we've we've tried the psychiatry, right? We've tried, <laughs> tried, we've tried the, the church. The church. Now he's going back to <laughs> boxing, right? Like he's just go, getting right into like a physical altercation. Yeah, yeah. If these other things aren't going to
0: work, I'll just beat the demon up.
1: Which interestingly enough, kind of you know this is the one that does it, right? Like a little bit, like part like of I, the, part the, of the physical the, response, right? Like him maybe being strong enough to actually not hurt the demon per se, but to, you know, like damage Regan's body or whatever. Like yeah, to... and I think
0: it's, it's a little bit of a shock to the demon too. There's this yeah. like, what, 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 what? what? <laughs> This isn't yeah, supposed to happen. Fighting
1: back? <laughs> like, what, yeah.
0: Um, and so, yeah, he starts calling for the demon to come into him.
1: Yeah, What he says, leave, take me or something. Yeah. Leave her, take me. Um. You know, essentially like pleading with the demon to, to come out of her and that he'll, you know, if you need someone, take me. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we
0: see we see his eyes change into like the demonic color.
1: Well, she rips off his medal, his his protective right. Saint Christopher medal. That is the same metal that we saw at the very start of the movie, uncovered right. in the Iraq dig. Um, so I, I'm not sure exactly how that all ties together, uh, but we you know it gets ripped off. So essentially now he no longer has you know whatever magical ma- protection magical protection yeah. from the little piece of silver. Um, and yes, we so we see his eyes kind of change and clearly there's a possession happening of him. Um,
0: but it only lasts a moment and like he, he's like fighting himself it, fights yeah. back through it. Yeah. And he manages to sort of take control long enough to throw himself yeah. out the window and then himself roll all the way down. That's The right. stairs. Yeah, um, we, we get to
1: actually see how it yeah. might have happened for, for Burke. Yeah. Uh, rolling out the window and down the stairs and everything. Um, but... You know, it it also seems like this was his plan B or C or whatever was like, you know, I'll I'll take the demon into me and then kill myself so that, you know, the the demon has nowhere to go, kind of thing, right? I don't know
0: that, like, I don't know that I would agree that it was like a plan B from the start. No,
1: no, not from the start, but like something he kind of thinks of in. in yeah, the moment, I think
0: right? like maybe it's a combination of his own sort of the lack of faith he's been been struggling with that mm-hmm. you know even though. I think his faith has been restored by his showdown with this demon because, right. you know, at that point, I think I'd be rethinking my lack of faith. Yeah, if I experience that, I might his... go to church the next Sunday. Yeah, exactly, um, and just sort of you know see what's going on. Um, but I think the there's still enough lack of faith that and and his own sort of unfamiliarity with the rites of exorcism maybe left him thinking like I I can't necessarily trust. The process, the, process. the ritual,
1: yeah. I got to do, do something now. I got to do
0: something now. And I really, like I just just literally promised this mom that her daughter's not going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a desperate act. Yes. But in my mind, this could be a an effective solution.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what I was getting at, but not a long-term plan, but something that comes, yeah, 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 comes yeah. to him as far as, you know, all the culmination of all these, these different effects and, and his um you know unworthiness right his yeah. his crisis of faith and going you know if i can maybe do one thing
0: it's saved the girl yeah exactly right? yeah um and then so yeah he's at the bottom of the stairs he's he's barely alive um but father, he is still alive he is still alive yeah. father dyer uh comes up to give him you know his last, last rights Rights, yeah um and uh and then he passes away
1: Theoretically anyway. Theoretically. Uh, <laughs> a fun
0: fun uh fun fact about that scene, speaking of things that directors really can't do anymore.
1: He really died on screen. He really <laughs> no, died on screen, yeah. No,
0: kidding. it's it's actually about Father Dyer, who was an actual priest. It wasn't an oh actor. really? Okay. And uh I guess he wasn't delivering the emotion that Friedkin wanted from the scene. So he took he took the priest to the side and was like, Okay, I need you to trust me. And then he just slapped the guy across the face and was like, okay, now go do the scene. Oh, And wow. so it was the combination of like, you the, know, the pain and brought pain tears and... to his eyes, the shock of that moment. Yeah, uh, He went and I guess like just nailed it after to that. But uh, yeah, good luck, good luck doing that these days. That's right, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's uh, the,
1: glory, <laughs> the glory days of Hollywood. Pretty guys. sure SAG would be all over that now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, what a lunatic. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean he certainly seems
0: quite emotional in terms of yeah, yeah. and
1: and rightfully so. Uh, I mean he's presented as a very close friend yeah. earlier in the movie, right? Yeah. So. Uh
0: and then we sort of have a little denouement. Mm-hmm. Um they we cut back it's been probably a couple of weeks. They're the movie's done, they're packing up the house, they're getting ready to leave. Um and, and she is she's better. Reagan seems to be yeah. better again. She still
1: has some like scars and things, yeah. right? Like she's as not you, fully would, though, like, not fully healed. She was right? she was a mess. Like mm-hmm. she had all
0: sorts of you know lesions and cuts yeah. and everything else. Yeah. But she's um, she's on the men. But she, she seems, seems on yeah. the men and she seems better. She Seems happy again. Right? Feels happy again and apparently has no memory of the incident. That's right. Yeah.
1: So there uh, you know, if there's a, a grace here, I guess, it's that she does not seem to remember anything yeah. of this, you know, time
0: um and as they're packing up to go um dyer father dyer drops by Mm -hmm. um there's a little conversation um i think she she gives him the the she gives him the medal yeah and then he flags them down as they're leaving and gives it back
1: yeah well she also she like she sees his his collar right his priest called oh dragon she does. gives yeah, him a yeah, little yeah. like a kiss, a kiss and a hug like a kiss on the cheek yeah. and a hug so you know she doesn't have a memory of the events necessarily but, but she certainly like sees this yeah as yeah. she knows that you know a priest or you know the you know someone in that garb kind of saved her, yeah. right? Or or we at least get that kind of impression that because she flags on it, the camera cuts to it, right? Oh, it's the collar she sees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. And then she goes, oh, and, and gives him a big hug and yeah. a kiss on the cheek, right? And so, yeah, he, he then tracks down their car just as they're kind of pulling out, knocks on the window and gives her back the, yeah. the medal.
0: Right? And after they take off, um, Kinderman shows up. He was <laughs> gonna, you know, have a couple of final words. Yeah. Um, and, and, and now that he's lost his potential movie-watching buddy with when Karis died, um, he is now asking Dyer, hey, you, you like movies? Yeah. And apparently this is,
1: a, this is a bit of a different ending
0: from the original here where the original Yeah, movie, I think it ended with just the, the priest she, looking down the stairs. Right? Yeah, yeah.
1: He looks down, he gets the medal. He doesn't give it back. He looks down the stairs. Oh, he doesn't give it back. No, and it, that, that's what I read in the, in that's the original. Yeah.
0: I think it just ended, I thought it just ended with like, he still gave it back and then, because I think it goes, he goes and st- stands at the top of the staircase and looks down. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was the last shot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now they have this sort of extended, um, yeah, which which is is kind of strange in the sense uh, that
1: you know Kinderman, I think for me anyway, was a very minor kind of subplot, yeah, uh, in in the movie, and for it to end on that note of well, the detective and the you know and the priest are going off to the movies or whatever, right? Cause I think it's the notion the of life goes on,
0: yeah, you know this this terrible horrific. Um, demonic thing happened. Um, but it's you know, life happens. Life goes mm-hmm. on. Um, mm-hmm. these people survive. They go to the movies. No survivors' sometimes. guilt whatsoever. No survivors' Just guilt Off guilt to the whatsoever. movies. Just <laughs> off to the movies. Yeah. Um, and that was the Exorcist.
1: I, I guess in in that sense, right? Uh, that ending maybe hammers home a little bit more of the fact that this could be a realistic thing, right? In the sense that people move on. People, you know, like. Like the the pondering at the at the top of the stairs and the reminiscing, uh, you know, from the original ending versus no, you know, like we're moving on, life goes on. Yeah, like that almost makes it more realistic uh, as far as and the, I think you know more hopeful film. Yeah,
0: you know, this idea that like however tragic a tragedy is, that there always will be tragedies, whether supernatural or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we need to brush ourselves off and keep on living. Yeah. Keep on living. Yeah. So
1: that is that is the film uh, in a nutshell. Uh, certainly, as we as we mentioned, it it holds up. Yeah. Um, it it doesn't move at the pace of of kind of more modern horror movies, uh, you know. But I think for the time you know, the slow build, like it, it works yeah. and it still holds up. If, if you're older, maybe, maybe I know, I know your, your kid uh, had to, have yeah, my kid was, was not pretty, quite pretty the bored, patience uh, to deal with yeah. some of that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it still really holds up and visually too, like, I don't know if it was maybe remastered or not, but certainly from I a, don't know that
0: they remastered like any of the effects. They no, probably would have used maybe like recolorized a, a new, or something. Yeah, recolorized but, yeah. or a modern, a newer print of the film or something. But, but it
1: certainly visually holds up. Yeah. I mean, you, you can obviously tell that it's an older style of movie. Uh, but you know, visually it held together really well. The effects played very well, um, and you know, even the the acting was um, you know like. Again, more of that 70s kind of era, uh, certainly for some of the language and that kind of stuff. But you know the characters, um, you know you're you're immediately invested them, and in, I think maybe a lot more than some of the some modern movies where, you know, you, they're just there for body count. Well, I think thing, yeah, right? I think
0: compared to a lot of horror films, I mean this obviously is a horror film, but I think it also stands up as a film. Yeah. Like just yeah. as a a general movie, it's got yeah. like it's got solid characters. It's got a really sort of solid arc. Mm-hmm. It doesn't dwell just in the horror or just in the, the demonic that's possession. Right. You yeah. see this family we see. You know, I think that's that's sometimes the best quality horror movies are the ones that that treat a horror film like any other film. Mm-hmm. You know, let's get to know these characters. Let's let's have an actual sort of story not just stab, stab, stab everywhere. And don't get me wrong, I love a stab, stab, stab everywhere just yeah. as much as the next guy, but sometimes you want to, you know, spend you know, two hours and 10 minutes on a, on a more in-depth, fleshed-out film.
1: That's right, yeah. And uh, I mean, I think this movie, um, you know, it's it's been selected by the, you know, the Library of Congress for preservation in the States, like, you know, and, and certainly at the time, you know, it was billed as the scariest movie of all time, uh, you know, in, in the 70s. So, uh, you know, it, it really does hold up. Um, I think, again, as we mentioned before, if you're more of a, you know, secular or you're not very religious type person, some of the, the, the shock value or, or the images or, or some of the, the content may not be as frightening or have quite that impact. Uh, but certainly, I mean, you know, seeing what she goes through physically, you know, mentally, uh, through the film regardless of how you feel about religion you know it's cer- it's certainly uh you know
0: impactful and I think regardless of, of religion too it it probably hits stronger if you're a parent yeah you know for th- sure. to relate to this idea of of a of a child who was going through something terrible and you are powerless to help you the cannot e- find The experts anyone, can't help tell but, you what's yeah. going on. The frustration that comes from that, yeah, um, I think that would be a big part of it too.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, every time I rent a house to do a movie, I have this fear. So, yeah, he says he would. I mean, it's it just gets burned in your head. <laughs> so, right, yeah, you know,
0: you considered leaving the acting profession over it, but you that, just can't. You just, just love can't, it too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Any how do we want to? Do we want to finish things up here?
1: I mean, I, I think uh, well, we can't really do any predictions or anything about uh, about anything here. I but...
0: predict that the rest of the uh, the new Exorcist sequels are going to be fucking terrible if they actually make them. But... In comparison, yeah, uh, this is this is one of those movies that I think they never should have made a sequel.
1: No, no, and they've made several they've made like, different several. takes and things. And they yeah. the
0: Exorcist two was apparently terrible. I've never seen it. Um, the Exorcist three. Is pretty good, but it's not really an Exorcist movie. Mm. Um, in fact, um, William Peter Blatty, who it's based on his novel Legion, um, he wrote the screenplay and directed The Exorcist Three. Oh, so really? it's okay. very much his, his vision. vision. Yeah. Um, and his director's cut is the better version to watch because his original version didn't even have didn't have an exorcism in it. Oh, really? Um, but the studio was like, it's called The Exorcist 3. You have to have an exorcism. Yeah. And and body was like, why would I do that? Like, I've never no one is ever going to beat the for, exorcism yeah, yeah. that's in The Exorcist. What's so it? why would you try? Yeah. <laughs> and the studio was like, you got to do it. So there is a director's cut out there that doesn't include The Exorcism uh, that is better. And The Exorcist 3 is often credited for having one of the all time best jump scares. Mm, okay, um, and it's got a really um, um, kin- the actor playing Kinderman is replaced by um, Dorsey Scott. Oh, wow! Um, and they get um, the actor who played Damien Carris back, mm. um, uh, but that character is also played by Brad Dourif. Okay, um, like the younger version. Well, it's sort of like one is it depends on who's speaking a lot of the time in the film because it's this this idea that um, Damien Carris's body before he died was taken over by the spirit of a serial killer. Oh, okay. And so if it's the serial killer speaking, it's usually Brad Dourif. He's the mm. guy who plays the Gemini killer. And if it's Kara speaking, it tends to be, um, I actor. can't remember the name of the actor now, but um, that actor. Mm. Um, yeah. And uh, Dourif's performance is is amazing. Um, George C. Scott's really good. Um, it's a pretty good movie. And then there were two two different prequels that were made. Um, I haven't seen either of them, but I think I might own one or even both of them on DVD. I just never got around to watching it. Hmm. And then there are um, there's a new one, new one out now, The Exorcist Believer. Believer. Yeah, uh, that's supposed to be the first of a trilogy. Oh geez. Um, yeah, apparently I think Universal somebody spent four hundred million dollars on the rights to this. On the rights. Oh wow or overall I think for the rights and the budget for the first, uh, first film and maybe for the rest of the trilogy or whatever else. But um, it it got really, really not good reviews. Mm -hmm. Sales were not good. And so there's some people who are like, I don't even know if they're going to die with believer. Yeah. Um, But I don't think like part of the reason the exorcist works, I think is because the, the idea of exorcism was so unique and so new to people that even the people in the film are like, what is this thing?
1: Yeah. And I, I I would I would say as well that just the the reception of this film led to such a uh, you know kind of view of exorcism across the country across you know North America and and the world that it it made it a, like a household name you know all yeah. of a sudden people everywhere go oh yeah you know I know what an exorcism is where you know you you would have said that word pre 1973 and. People are, what like, what is exorcism? It's, it's yeah. just not common. Nobody really knows about it. So, you know, that popularity um, and in-depth knowledge of, you know, what that ritual looks like and, you know, how to perform it. Like now, all of a sudden, that's out there in in, in the globe. And there's, yeah, like you said, there's, there's no real way of going back, putting that genie back in the bottle and, and creating something that has that shock value anymore.
0: And yet there are so bloody many exorcism movies now. Oh, yeah. It's like its own industry. It's so, just stop. Yeah, I mean,
1: it, it's. I don't, I don't know how you you change or improve or or make it scary, right? I mean, you know, when, once you've seen it, right? Okay, I know there's a demon. The priests are gonna battle it. They're gonna have their you know ritual. Like, you know, how, how do you how do you change that? The How do you, it? How do you the, top it? How yeah, do you, the, what, yeah, like just some of the you know the different manifestations of uh, of the demon. Like, what what is? How do you make it original again? Yeah. Right. Um, so I, I definitely agree uh, there with the uh, the Exorcist three. Like, yeah, why why include another exorcism, right? Yeah,
0: you know? yeah. And I think the the movie was worse off for the Exorcism. The mm-hmm. the director's cut that doesn't feature it is better. Yeah, this is this is this is absolutely one of my top three horror movies. Mm-hmm. It's this, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and The Shining are my top three. Right on. And I, th- th- which one is number one, two, and three? Just varies based on the day. I'll just juggle them around. Right on.
1: Right so, on. so if you were going to rate this uh, this film, it's going to probably be a pretty high rating then. For yeah,
0: that. it's going to be like five puke green vomits out of five. Okay, yeah.
1: And as we know, I don't like to give out. <laughs> I know we I'm, know that. Don't like to give out one hundred percent. But I would definitely give this uh, four point five Bloodstained crucifixes out of <laughs> out of five
0: <laughs> Bloodstained crucifixes <laughs> recently removed from recently. Young girl's crotch. Yes, yes, all five. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, looking ahead, do we want to announce uh, what we're doing for the next couple of episodes? Sure, yeah. So I think we're gonna uh, we're gonna follow this up with another horror movie. We're gonna try to do we, we're gonna try to do two for October. I don't think the next one will be out in October, but we're doing two horror movies. We're gonna
1: watch it in October. We're gonna watch <laughs> it in
0: October. I've already watched it. Um, there was there was some talk about maybe trying to do back to back recording today, and I didn't have time. But to watch it. you didn't have time to watch it. This is that's fine. Um, but the the next movie we're covering is uh, the Human Centipede two, which is a movie I've been itching to talk about for almost a decade.
1: I I may just watch. 1 and 2 uh, there's a third one i think is there well, is a right? third one so i don't know we'll we'll see how ambitious i get um, and what kind of time i get have you watch. ever
0: seen the first one
1: no, no, but I mean, I I I remember when it came out, and uh, you know, watched definitely saw the trailers, and you know, kind of when it hit the zeitgeist, uh, def- definitely interesting, <laughs> definitely an interesting movie.
0: I I think at the very least, it would be wise to like read the Wikipedia entry for the first one before reading the second one.
1: I, I think I'll probably try and watch yeah. the first one just to get. That I like context. the first yeah. one.
0: I think the first one is a is a pretty solid standard horror movie, and it's very much one of those ones where you don't see a lot on screen. Like, it's not a lot of gore. It's mm, it's okay. it's a lot of just, like, the concept of it right, <laughs> weighs yeah. on your brain. You're yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> um, yeah, so it's only... The second one gets nasty as fuck. Okay. Um, but even then... Well, we won't talk about it, but, yeah, we're going to do The Human Centipede 2. And then um, our next novel... In November, we're gonna we're gonna tackle a uh, a war novel, mm-hmm. uh, and cover one of my favorites, uh, a book called Slaughterhouse Five by Kurt, Kurt Vonnegut, Vonnegut Jr., yeah. um, who's among my favorite authors as well.
1: Yeah, so. yeah.
0: And I know you were
1: asking me if I'd read it or not, and I am trying. To, I was looking back at you know in my life, going, you know, I know I've read a few Kurt Vonnegut <laughs> novels, and I pretty like this is this is his, his uh, kind of centerpiece I think it's the I, one he's most well known yeah, for yeah yeah so I, I think I may have read it uh, I know there was there's definitely another one that I that I read that uh, you know was kind of outside of this uh, yeah not not the war world necessarily here but uh, you know I, I definitely I, I know the spoilers about it and that kind of thing already right okay but uh, yeah I certainly don't remember a lot of the details so it'll it'll be a good reread yeah for um, sure you know take kind of get back into that world
0: so that'll be that's that's our next couple of things Um. Until then, you can uh, find all of our... That was a notification on my computer that binged up there. I thought we
1: were like, oh, we're really (laughs) really (laughs) over time if we're getting the buzzer.
0: (laughs) The computer is telling me the hard drive is full. Oh, no. (laughs) No. Uh, Okay, stop, guys. Um, Yeah, as always, you can find um, all of our uh, important stuff at com. Links to uh, podcasts, links to merch, links to... Um buy me a coffee, um links to Patreon. I'm thinking maybe we should put together um a a Linktree page or something as well. Yeah. With I, all I, the links on it. I will admit things. that
1: when I when I listen back to these episodes, I don't go through the show notes. Um, you know, in in any detail, but, you know, certainly we could, uh, we could have maybe some more links and stuff there. Well, Uh, I
0: do, yeah, in the description for the episodes it should have a link to, directly to to the website, to to the Patreon, to Patreon, to the merch, to everything else. I think there's five five links that I include okay in perfect. description. So, so they're there people. They're there people. Yeah. You can you can go and do yeah, it. Yeah. If you just, want you, to. You
1: gotta go into it though. I mean that's my problem is I just kinda hit play from my my home subscription Yeah, screen, no, I I right? get it.
0: I get it. It's it's a lot of time.
1: So I'm know, sure lots of people are this in the same boat, right? I mean the new episodes out press play, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> I'm not gonna not gonna like read through everything. I, I want to hear what the what they're getting into, right? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, if
0: you want to support us you can go to blah, blah blah media.com and link through to Patreon or to buy us a coffee. Um, mm-hmm. It's appreciated. It uh, you know buy us buy us a coffee, buy us a beer. We'll we'll give you a shout out. And we'll we'll drink whatever beer you want. That's right. Um, or or you want to send us like a gross cocktail. You know we'll drink that. Send too. us yeah. the recipe yeah, yeah, uh, right. and like the appropriate amount of dollars for it, and we'll we'll drink that. We'll tell you if it's any good or yeah. if you've tortured us. And if you <laughs> want right. to, you want We'll in- give our
1: tasting notes on your growth. If shot. you want to
0: invent <laughs> a drink called the Human Centipede Two, and tell us. Uh, what the recipe is for that? Yeah, we'll we'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah. I, I, if we could, tra- I'm regretting that suggestion already. I,
1: I would say try and keep it in ingredients that we could probably easily obtain. Like yeah. you know, if it's kind of just stuff, and stuff edible. we have to order off of uh, some obscure site. Yeah. Like and I'm not.
0: We're not going to put an actual live centipede in the in the drink. That's just not going to happen.
1: No, we'd uh, we'd cook it first, or yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. The, uh, cooked centipede is an option. Raw raw is no, centipede no is go, not. No go. Now. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, they're a bit tough when they're they're live, right yeah. to, to I grab. just don't want to feel
0: them squirming around in
1: my gut afterwards. Yeah. Well, they, they die pretty quick when you get the stomach acid on them. But uh, yeah, I mean, easy ingredients, easy ingredients <laughs> is the is the is the point there. Yeah. Uh, and and certainly, like on Patreon, you can see some of the, the you know the extra content and things that uh, that we don't necessarily have time for here, or some some little bonus things uh, that that are available there as well.
0: Yeah. As well as bonus things from um, my other podcast, which has been on hiatus for a while. But I did uh, for a while I had another one called Half Cut Conspiracies, where I got drunk with my buddy and we we talked about conspiracy theories.
1: And there, those are some really good. Uh, there's some really good episodes. Thanks, in Half thanks. Those are fun. <laughs> we're
0: hoping we're gonna. I, I still say it's on a hiatus. It's not done. We're just uh, my my co host has been recently overwhelmed with like buying a new house and mm. getting the house set up. But getting the house set up includes. Uh, nailing down an office space for him which will hopefully also include a certain amount of podcasting space because nice. we were just uh, chatting last night and he still wants to get back to that podcast well, that's so great that's and c-
1: certainly the theories have been building up in your guys's absence i mean there's there's all sorts of stuff out there in the world I know. now <laughs> i was i was briefly
0: considering I, I i asked carlo if he wanted to like do a live a couple of weeks ago because it was like it was like the biggest gathering of researchers at um, looking for the Loch Ness monster, like in years. Yeah, and so yeah, there were going to be all these pe- Loch Ness people searching, and so I thought we could do like a live episode just sort of talking about. I don't know. I think we have covered. Yeah, I think you. Covered we did it, either yeah. Loch Ness or we did um, Ogopogo. Because um, I think we referenced both of them. I had a theory that, like Loch Ness, there's like a secret tunnel in the lake that leads to the That's ocean. Right. Yeah, and the Loch Ness monster is both Loch Ness and Ogopogo. Yeah, just, just kind of like a summer house. For exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he he summers in the Okanagan. That's right. <laughs> then he heads back, um, or maybe winters. Winters? I don't know. Wh- wh- what time of year would you want to get away from Scotland? Probably. The, probably the winter. Probably yeah, the winter. Uh, yeah. Winters imagine, in the yeah. uh, winters in the Okanagan. So. Uh, but yeah, you can find all that uh, at uh, at our Patreon uh, links at blah 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 media. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, that's it for this episode. Thanks everybody for for listening. We appreciate your uh, and time and attention for hanging out with us. Um, I've been Todd Sullivan.
1: I've been Peter Ammon.
0: And until next time, go
1: read a fucking book.